D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K. Another episode of The Kickback with Sabrina, Sharika, and E.B. Sit back, relax, and vibe. Good morning, Kickback family. It's morning, afternoon, evening, whenever time you're listening, but we're excited that you are here with us. It's another episode of The Kickback. So I'm going to kick it to my friend EB and ask him, what is his temp check? I would say my temp check is um, whatever people would consider perfect weather in their world. Um, Some days we get, shout out to the people up north who be listening to the pod, like, 85 is not good weather or your 90s that you're saying is not good weather. That's terrible. It's humid in Florida or it's beaming hot. So whatever perfect weather is in your world, wherever you're listening to this at, that's my temp check because I want to be on the same page as you in a sense of a state of peace and joy and fulfillment with the things that are happening in your world. Um, That's what, because that's what I want to dive into today, your world. But for me, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The birds are chirping. The dogs are barking. The old lady still outside calling the police on people. Oh, Just another day. This is a good day. That's a it's a it's a normal day, right? Um, that's what usually happens. So shout out to the neighbor who next door peeking out the window, standing outside, you know, hand on her hip. Um, now let me stop. But shout out to Jeezy for that song, um, <laughs> Young Jeezy. That's one of his songs, and he says that that might be your hood, but that's not my hood. And then he goes into what his hood looks like. But now nah, it, it, it's good. Um, and I don't necessarily have a song because um, I would not recommend that song that I'm referring to <laughs> you guys. So I'll just say that. <laughs> Evie, you really got me this morning because I thought you were describing an experience happening, happening to you right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, the gosh, you're so about to call the cops on Evie for no reason. I'm gladly in my office right now as we record this pod. So I'm definitely not hearing no birds, adults, no way. And that's what I was going to say. The dogs for me, because I know Evie is not that friendly with the dogs. So I'm like, the dogs out barking, is, and that's a good day for you. Sabrina, how are you feeling? What's your tip like? I do need to share that we missed you last uh, episode, our little moms be like episode, but the people will find out why you weren't with us soon enough. But I want to give you an opportunity to share before we dive into the whole episode, just your favorite memory of your mom. And I never got the privilege to meet her, but she raised an amazing child. And I hopefully will get to have your cat on the pod one day. But the pod didn't get to hear, like, your favorite uh, memory of your mom. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, if I were to say my favorite memory, it's so many, um, but I won't go down the laundry list. But two things that I'll probably say would probably be my favorite is, one, her outright um, I guess you could say her outspokenness. I'm not even sure outspokenness is a word, but she was very, very blunt and direct. And that's something that was just weird to be growing up. Not saying that, of course, um, that can't be a thing that females have or women can have, but it was just like totally opposite of my dad. And it's funny because sometimes people can see me in both places. Um, and I'll say it like, because you know, people listen to the pod and I want you to know who I am, so to speak. So code switching is a real code switching is a real thing for me at times. Um, and 
it's really for the betterment of the other person because I feel like I'll be okay. And you've heard me say it on the pod before, like I'm gonna always stand 10 toes down. So I balance my mom and dad, I would say really well, as in some moments I'm very blunt and direct. And then in other moments I'm my dad where I don't say anything. Even as I've been growing and evolving these past two, three years, it's funny. And I say in the past two, three years, that's when I really see myself taking new leaps within myself or within growth. Um, where people would be like, Ibi, you're so quiet. This is not like you. And then part of me is like, because I know if I say something, it won't be the best thing. So one of my favorite memories is my mom's blunt and directness, um, I would say. And then even to this day, like, so my mother, um, as I think I said it on the pod before, but she passed away from colon cancer in 2013, June of 2013. But even to this day, when I still meet some of the young people or the young adults from the Haitian church that I grew up in, in Inwood or whatnot, they would still have fond memories of literally my mother paying them to sing because they didn't want to or they were shy or paying them to do a creative artist piece because she loved just watching the young people find ways to engage within the worship service so like that was and that's one of the reasons i say i love what i do and i continue to do what i do because my mom was very intergenerational in her approach um and she just had a natural giving and loving spirit and some days i would say to giving. And I, I know that's not even a thing because people are like, no, that's like, that's who she is. Like, you can't take that or you can't deny a per You can't deny who you are. So watching within, I would say, 2002 to about 2006 or 2007, a three to five year span um, of watching anywhere between 10 to about 20 different people staying in our house at different times because of their own family situations going or being at odds with their parents and my mom having a open door policy with, I got you. You need clothes, taken care of. You need shoes, taken care of. You need food, taken care of. You need money, taken care of. And me as the youngest of 13 within my own, like my biological family, I'm just like, these people got their own house. Like, why they here? Like, what's going on? You tripping. Um, but as I get older, I know that that's really what God calls us to do is to be there for others. So I know that was probably like a loaded and a long answer, but I would say her blunt and directness and the way that she poured into other people and um, lived it out more than just her words, but by her actions as well. And then I guess the second part would be for Mother's Day. No, not really. We definitely, you know, you'll have people um, texting in our family group chat of their favorite memories or of their um, favorite pictures or their pictures with her. But we definitely get usually get together for her birthday, um, which is April 1st. Um, shout out to April Fool's Day. Um, but my mama definitely wasn't no fool. But most times we'll get together at um, our, the house that we grew up in. Um, or we'll meet up at like the cemetery, um, depending on the year and depending on schedules and how it works out. Some days people go a day or two early to be like, hey, I'm going to put flowers down. Do anybody want me to buy you flowers or something like that? She raised you so well. And the qualities you described about her, I was like, oh, my goodness, that is E.B. <laughs> me too. I was thinking the same thing. That's where E.B. gets it from. Because all, all sure. you described about your mom is you. Uh, thank you. That's, I would say, a compliment because she was next level. But yeah, I would definitely plan to get, make sure Pops get on here and we can wrap with him for Father's Day. Actually, got to. Oh, that makes me so excited. I cannot wait to meet your dad. I think I've met him once in person, um, but I can't wait to have him on the pod. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> yes. I'll get I'll get the kids on 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 it and we'll send them the Zoom link so they can handle that part. <laughs> but not, so y'all already got a sneak peek of what's to come. So Sharika, you asked me my camp check. I'm feeling great. A song that would describe where I am today is Danielle Bradbury's Heart of Dixie. You guys, one 
love the song too love the show uh it's so good that's a show that i feel like i could just watch over and over and over it's just feel good and simple and about little country life and y'all know i'm a north carolina girl small town woman and I'm all about that. And I, I do like country music. I like all music, but I'm not one of those people that's like, oh my goodness, country music is the worst. I can have a whole little country music binge for hours. But anyway, my favorite line from that song, which just describes where I am today and really in life right now, is, it's a funny thing when your world falls down. It's got a way of showing you what you're all about. Now, Dixie's got her will pointed south and she ain't never looking back. Nobody knew she was brave like that. And I'm just thinking of all of us coming, you know, to this stage of the pandemic and like now like things that were absolutely out of the question last year at this time were opening back up in certain ways. Like my job is gonna have a, some form of having our kids at an overnight camp. And I just get really excited. And I think about how brave we've been and what we've been through. And I'm just like, you know what? We got the heart of Dixie. So I know, I know there's something problematic about the word Dixie. <laughs> I only know that because um, one of my other favorite country groups, the Dixie Chicks, they're now just the Chicks. I have not been responsible, and I don't know what is problematic about Dixie, but I know it's something. So y'all don't write me, y'all don't be in my DMs. I will do the research myself. Okay, Sharika, how you feeling? That is hilarious. Yeah, something you know, dealing with slavery and all the racism stuff. That's oh, just slavery. <laughs> <laughs> So my temp is, my temp, what is my temp? Doing all right, guys. This, this other day, I mean, I'm just like, you know, here we go again. Not in a bad way, but, you know, some days just be regular. And I I am grateful to God for just the ordinary days um, because, you know, some days don't need too much going on. There's already enough going on in life. Sometimes it's just nice to have a regular old schmegler day. And um, so far, that's what I'm having. I'm always glad to be on the podcast, always glad to connect with you guys. Um, so that's um, so that's good. My temp is going to be, give me um, 72. I feel good about 72. I like a 72. That might be a little too cold for Evie, but I, I'm good with a 72. And maybe a little light jacket. Maybe not. You know, it depends on if the wind's blowing uh, a lot or not. And so my little song for today is A Thousand Miles. And I'm just going to say, staring blankly ahead, just making my way, making my way through the crowd. And that is how I feel. All the teenage boys one summer were just obsessed with that song, and they would be going, walking around camp going, -na 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 -na. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah, it, went, it was down. a video that went viral, and then that was just the thing. Everybody was locked in. Uh, wasn't it on um, White, white chicks? chicks? Yes, it was on White Chicks, but the White Chicks, like, something had yeah. went viral from that, like, and then uh, that just, like, created a, a lovely scene within our teenage uh, population. <laughs> Oh, and you know, I've never seen no white chicks. I mean, the movie White Chicks, but I do love that song. And then I would say quickly, um, just because there might uh -huh. be some listeners out there. And as Sabrina says, she's going to definitely check up on it. But I know most people um, would 
Probably not. So definitely appreciate Sabrina for always doing her own research and doing her due diligence. But for, for some of our listeners, as we continue to encourage y'all to go out and do your own research, I know some of y'all, and we know some of y'all, not going to do that. So um, <laughs> part of the frustration with the, I guess you could say, the word Dixie is because it comes from like the Mason-Dixon line. Um, and then the guy, I want to say, I think it was Jeremiah Mason and Charles Dixon, maybe, or might be opposites. But one of them last name Mason, the other one last name Dixon, and they're the one who created the Mason-Dixon line of like the, I guess you could say, free states and enslaved states. And so the South was considered like Dixieland as a whole. And because of he was a popular or a famous surveyor, the one who does rec recommendations and the people who you see sometimes on the side of the road and you just like, what are they doing? And figure out how do we do repairs or recommendations or lines or borders and all that good stuff. So some people within history, um, I guess you could say get offended by that term, which many, I would say rightfully so. But then the other times it's like, oh, you can't, no, and then, and, but I also say like, it's hard to, like for some people at least it's like, I don't know, do I go change my name? Like, like mm -hmm. that's been my last name. For, like, I know recently in Florida, maybe two, three months ago, like a school, which I, I, and I don't want to say the wrong um, school or town, but I know it was somewhere within the Bay Area because I saw it on Bay News 9. But it was interesting that they gave the students of the school the option um, not to keep it because shout out to the school board. They were like, we're definitely not keeping this name, but the option to speak into what the new name would be. Um, and they could do, for, of course, you could name it whatever, but they would prefer it to be like a local, a local leader type of thing. And um, I forgot who they ended up going with, but like they had a vote in it and their vote, if I'm not mistaken, it weighed like 50 to 60% within the students. And then of course, city officials and school board members had the other like 30 or 40% or whatever that weight it was. So I was like, that's dope that they letting them speak into those type of things. Um, Cause usually that doesn't happen. It's like, Hey, okay, we're changing it and you have to deal with it. So yeah, I appreciate you sharing that history EB and Sharika because I didn't even think about it until I was saying my, my temp check out loud. And I was like, dang it, not the Dixie, but yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I'll still read up on it. Um, especially what you're sharing EB, because I assure you, if I learned that it was long forgotten and I want to know more about more about that. So Sharika, who are you inviting to the kickback today? So today I am going to invite someone that is known, but maybe not from her real name. I'm going to invite Tanitra Williams. Nobody knows who this is. Who this is? I don't okay. know. When you first said to Nitra, I was like, I hope it's not uh, tiny because they're kind of in some uh, water right now. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not tiny. We're going to Tanitra Michelle Williams. Are you more familiar with this name now? Yeah. She just goes by Michelle Williams. She is a singer um, and an actress, formerly of the group Destiny's Child. Um, she has acted in several Broadway musicals. She's obviously was in the group Destiny's Child, so she's sang with that group. She's had her own solo music. Um, but the, today, the reason why I wanted to invite Michelle to the kickback is because all that she's doing in the mental health space, she has a new book coming out on next week called Checking In, uh, where she talks about her struggles 
uh, with depression and her book, her, the subtitle is how getting real about, about depression saved my life and can save yours. And um, so Michelle talks about her struggles with that, um, with um, wanting to almost take, wanting to take her life and all that stuff. And she also has a podcast by the same title called Checking In with Michelle Williams, where she also interviews a lot of different celebrities about mental health and their, um, their journey and um, struggles with mental health. And I was watching a great interview with her yesterday um, she, and it was really, really good. So if you want to check out her Instagram, that live is still available as well as, um, she's going to be doing a lot of things upcoming regarding her book, but I've seen her interview a couple of times. Um, I've seen her on the breakfast club sharing about her struggles with mental health and, um, just to see someone from the Christian community, um, share about mental health is such a good thing because a lot of times us in the Christian community sometimes feel like, well, if you got God, you got all you need. And that is true. But God does also provide a lot of avenues for us to be healthy. She talks about, you know, well, when you're, even though you're a Christian and you go to church, when you break your arm, you still go to the hospital to get it fixed or whatever. You still seek medical help and there's nothing wrong with or shameful about doing that with your mental health as well. And so um, I definitely recommend um, you checking out some of the stuff that she's put out regarding this, but also I really wanted to invite her to the kickback as well, just because if you see her talk, you'd be like, that's a homie right there. She, she, especially for me, who's grown up in the church, she's grown up in the church. So just to see the church culture in her and her love for God, but also funny and charismatic and silly and just, she just seems like, you know what, that's somebody that would be fun to have at the kickback. She's, she's, from what I've seen on all her interviews and just her sharing about her heart and for her with her book um, stuff, it's just like, oh, she really seems like a good time. But also, you know, it's it's like, yes, we need this now. We need someone that's speaking so positively about mental health, but also how God can use mental health um, resources to better serve us. So. That's why I wanted to invite Michelle to the kickback today. I'm excited to dive into her podcast. I did not know about checking in. So yay. Thank you for sharing that. And thankful for people who, in a sense, put themselves out there. Um, And Mm -hmm. it can be anybody, but definitely as you alluded to, of how sometimes um, seeking some form of mental health assistance is, I guess you could say, looked down upon within within Mm. the church. Um, and some days I know some people, y'all hear me um, or people who are around me enough. At times, I often try to avoid using the word Christian only because, um, I don't know, it's just something like after hearing probably one of the most prophetic speakers in my day for me um, speak about the origin of the term and how the Romans used it in a sense as a derogatory term. And it wasn't mm-hmm. something that like, in a sense, believers of or people embraced at that time. They just considered themselves followers of the way and the way being Jesus. 
So some days I'm hesitant with that of like, just because it's like, well, I don't know if Jesus was here. Like he didn't use, he didn't say you Christians follow me. He just said, you follow me. So like, where do we get to this point of, you know, using that word as a staple for our identity, so to speak. Um, and I know I can have all types of de debates about that discussions um, or whatnot. So just finding people who get out there and say, yes, I'm a person of faith. I'm a believer. I'm a mm -hmm. Christian. But also these are avenues where God has not only created these avenues or these spaces, but he also raised up these individuals for this. Mm -hmm. And we'll be talking a little bit about what that looks like. Not necessarily a mental health episode, but you'll see what I mean later when we talk about what we have in store for you guys for today's topic, I guess I'll say. And we do have something good in store for you guys. Now, y'all know Evie is a jet setter. Isn't that what they call people who be all around the world, Sharika? Mm -hmm, I feel like mm -hmm. my generation at least used that term. He'll And he literally will drop it on us like two or three days before. We'll be like, oh, EBC tomorrow. He'll be like, nah, I'm in Tanzania or wherever. <laughs> like, I just, in casual conversation the other day, I heard him talking about going to Saudi, Saudi Arabia in August. So I'm like, this this is the type of energy I need and the type of friends I need in my life. It's just like, because I, I talk about it, but I'm not necessarily about it. Like I say, mm -hmm. like travel is one of my top priorities and I'm not very materialistic. You know, you guys clown my shoes and, you know, I wear the same black dresses to work every week. But I'm like, oh, because I want to travel. You guys, I've been to Helen, Georgia. That's where I've been the past year. And he'd be like, literally, he'll go to New Orleans. He'll do all that. But he's also somebody who is a lifelong learner. And we know that's so important. So E.B., told you guys that he graduated with his master's and I was wondering if they'd have a ceremony because we're in a pandemic, but he wasn't with us because he actually went to his graduation. So EB, share with us about why you chose to actually walk because I know you're on the fence about it and share with us about your graduation. Definitely. Um, so as Sabrina mentioned, I definitely was gone. Shout out to, I guess I say, um, the school that I attended, Trevecca Nazarene University, where I received my master's in organizational leadership. And some will say master's in arts. Actually, Sabrina, I know you have asked me about that the other day. Um, so I've seen some people who considered it a master's of arts, and I'm like, um, other times I don't see that, or it's not, I don't know, I'll see when I get my degree of what it actually says, because um, <laughs> that's what I'm going to go by in my mind. Um, but then at first, I wasn't intended, I, I didn't have in, any intentions to, to walk, and part of that was because like as I look at my life um, or my experiences, it's somewhat like a pendulum swing. Um, I won't name any names, but um, I know I've shared with people within, well, I don't care. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> within the past, I guess you could say five to about seven or so supervisors, it's been like up and down for me, like good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, or good and different. Because some people are like, well, it wasn't bad. It was just different. Oh, uh, for me, it was bad. You can call it what you want. I would prefer to go another route. Um, and school was similar, right? So, I, and it wasn't like good or bad with school, but for me, everything up until high school, it kind of wasn't a choice. Like you was gonna be there for your fifth grade graduation, you were gonna be there for your eighth grade graduation and like high school graduation, I felt like you had to be there, um, so to speak. So when I received my A, I didn't walk. And part of the reason I didn't walk because that's when we had just found out that my mom had cancer and the doctors recommended that she could not travel. So for me, it was like, it doesn't really make a difference in my mind if my mom was there or not. So when I received my paper saying that, hey, here's your associates in arts, I assured her um, or I showed it to her and she was ecstatic or whatnot. So like that was enough for me. 
And then she just said, you're not finished, right? And I was like, no, I still got to get my bachelor's in psychology. Da, 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 da. So I continued. And of course, I walked for that. And shout out to the family. It was probably like, um, ooh, it was a lot of people. Like my whole daddy, my daddy's church was there. Or I would say my, the church I grew up in outside of the Salvation Army was there. Um, but it was probably a family of about 70 or 80 people, along with close friends that probably took it to a little bit over 100 who was there. And shout out to, because I know she sometimes listens to the podcast, but shout out to... Um, Mary in Durham, because she allowed us to basically crash her core after. Um, that's when she was in Bradenton, her and her husband and their family was in Bradenton at the time. But she let us borrow the gym for our lovely festivities. And she was just like, I just smelled so much good food and it just seems so great. Because she was, you know, was there. But then um, got my bachelor's. And then when I got my master's, I was like, I didn't plan on walking because I do have plans to pursue my doctorate degree. Um, so I was just like, I'll walk for that. And that'll be my last time walking over, like across the stage for educational purposes, so to speak. Um, so I had no intentions. And then um, my wife encouraged me to walk in through back and forth conversations, um, ended up making that decision. And she was like, well, you're still walking. And then when she booked the flight, like, granted, I could have still yeah. said no. Um, <laughs> but once she booked the flight, it was kind of like locked in. And of course, because of the pandemic, they were on and off. So I was on and off. I'm like, they don't know if they have it in person. I don't really care about no virtual. You don't need to. Don't send me no email saying, hey, can you do you have a headshot that you can send us a picture um, and the correct spelling, the phonetic, phonetic spelling of your name and all that. I'm like, for what? Like, I don't, I don't even like that's another thing. I don't even know the phonetic spelling of my name. So if you watch like, I don't know, like, I don't know where it goes to you and the I, the accent marks and the I don't know none of that. I can stuff. do it for you, Evie, and I can put it on a little plaque for your office. That would be great, uh, because literally when I was right there, if you watch my graduation, I know some of y'all did. I know you two did. But you'll see as a right form, been a walk across the stage. I pronounced my name to the guy because he looked at it. It was like, there's no phonetics. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like, you tripping, bro. Like, <laughs> this is my name. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, that's that's what it was, and that's why I decided to walk. Well, I'm gonna jump in and say I'm a fellow alumni of Trevecca as well. Yes. I ain't all the way up there as Evie with the little masters, but I did get my bachelor's from Trevecca as well. And and, and watching your graduation did bring back all the little memories. And I was up there too, whispering my name in that man's ear to be like, "It's Sharika." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Sharika, you didn't have the phonetic spelling of your name either. No, I don't even remember them asking that. I just remember like when you walk up there, they ask you how, like they kind of yeah. said, because which is good because I appreciate that. So they don't be up there butchering your name at this important time of your life, embarrassing you in front of everybody True. and be saying the wrong name. So I don't even remember them asking that, but I do remember when you get up there, they like, is it this or? What, how do you say, and then you got to whisper back, you know, what, how, you, how to say your name. Do you want a little IPA plaque too, Sharika? I, I was going to ask afterwards, yes. but now that you ask, please, I will appreciate it. <laughs> no, I wrote a note. I wrote a note to do one for Evie. I'll do one for you too. So IPA I will, I will is take like one, please. the International Phonetic Alphabet, and it's just based primarily on the Latin script. But uh, for people who are in theater or singers are just people who deal with language we use that and it's just an international way where you can where you can like read and understand how something should sound so i know it's been popular recently i've seen that that's just a side note like i've seen it on shirts like the and stuff like that so i'll do that for you guys and your your names but getting back to track 
you'll notice that I'm trying to lower my voice. I forgot to do it from the top of the podcast because I feel like this gives me like higher education vibes. And Ooh. every time I <laughs> listen to the podcast, which is not often, but you know, we had the moms up there and I had to play it back. It just sounds like I'm yelling. I assure you guys, I truly am not, but my voice is so high pitched. It's just, it's just in the rafters. So <laughs> I just remembered uh, from this point forward, my voice will be lowered. Edie, so glad Judith asked you to go and kind of like strongly encourage because I think those moments are worth celebrating and it looks so beautiful. Something he didn't share with you guys was that he sent us the link so we could literally watch it from wherever we are. He had a lot of friends and I'm sure family watching it and grabbing screenshots. And Evie mm -hmm. has one of the best smiles. I mean, I didn't do anything. I was just his friend, but I felt like, you know what? I deserve a award too right now because I was just a part of it. The speech, I thought the speeches were really, really well done. I thought it looked beautiful. So I'm curious, Evie, what was your highlight from that day or the ceremony? Wow. So um, I would say from, from, so I'll give you two, one of the ceremony and one of that day, um, one from the ceremony would happen to be, and I go back to similar, maybe it's just the ties of what I feel about um, my mom and the question we opened up with, but just the blunt directness of the speakers and um, mm -hmm. Dr. Dan Boone, the president of just saying like, this is who we are and this is what we're about. And I can also say, knowing, I guess, the behind the scenes of the work that Treveca as a university have been, you know, basically putting their boots on the ground to make things happen. Um, like, and I don't even know if I can, I'll say it after we've done recording um, to us three, because I don't know if I can share this information. It wasn't told, I wasn't, it wasn't told to me that I couldn't, but I won't <laughs> be that person. So dang, I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> we love y'all. I really, we really do. But just watching that, and I would say um, being also at a place where you spent 16 months with a group of people, mm. mostly virtually. Um, and I'm saying virtually because you had like one or two group projects. Well, it was all virtually. Never mind, because we didn't have no site business on campus or anything. But you spent 16 months just communicating via discussion boards or whatnot. And then you went from having one or two group meetings where you hopped on Teams or a Zoom call, which was like, okay, I can see a face. I can put a face with a name outside of, you know, me, because I'd be out here checking Instagrams and Facebooks and Twitter, especially when they put that in their bios and stuff. I just like see who, who, who my classmates are. And it was funny because you have like two or three of the homies who was like, bro, you saved me. Like I was like, the amount of stuff that you put in your information made it easier for me to write my discussion post because some people will write like two or three sentences and they'll be like, I can't get nothing out of that. And, you mm. know, maybe you would come through with an essay and I'm like, oh, I can pull a whole bunch out of this. I'm going to meet my 350 word mark or my 500 word mark. So like watching people who you, in a sense, grew with within this class and it was just 11 classes and I say just, but it like, I felt like it flew by, like it's six weeks at a time. So definitely fast paced. Um, but within those six weeks, I felt like me and few of the guys, like we became a sense of family. So it was really, really great to be there. And of course, just having uh, my wife there to support um, from being in Nashville, experiencing the city a little bit um, and just having conversations about what does the rest of this year look like and what does the future look like for us as a family. True, because your wife also plans to pursue higher education, right? Yes. She definitely does, and definitely looking at various options. And um, I can say, um, probably well, we're in May right now. 
So yeah, probably around this time next year, um, she'll kind of know what she's going to do. Like just still trying to process like, hey, let me not just dive into something for the sake of diving in it. Mm-hmm. Let me dive into something that I'm passionate about, something that I see myself doing long term and not just like, oh, let me check this off of the box, check this box or whatever. So sometime next year, the plan is possibly like the fall of August, you know, put a business up, but the fall of next year to have mm-hmm. somewhat of a plan in place and practicing in that plan of like, hey, we got to execute now. I will say that's one of the choices that I am Like, I feel like that was a really good choice that I made in waiting because I was torn. And a lot of people do kind of encourage you right after your undergraduate degree to like, just keep going and go right away. But I would have totally chosen the wrong thing because I was so gung-ho about theater. I was planning to pursue theater ministry for my master's, which, you know, it makes sense. But I learned just through my job and working the supervisor at the time, shout out to Jamie Hood. He told me about performance psychology and I had never even heard of it. And he was like, this is who you are. You would be so good at this and this would help the kids. And he couldn't have been more right when it comes to that. And I'm, it was so much more fitting. And the experience I had in my field helped me to see like how I could really increase my knowledge and the knowledge of my kids and their mental health and just the change my whole philosophy of teaching and leading. So I'm really glad I took some time to get like some quote unquote real world experience under my belt before just diving in to higher education. That being said, if I could go back, would I get my master's? Hmm, probably not. <laughs> I, I And I do blame myself because I took two classes at a time. I have this thing, this go, go, go in me that no one puts on me. I'm all about the Enneagram. I think it's a one thing or maybe that's a three thing. I don't know, but I just wanted to like, you know, I wanted to finish in two years. That's what the program was. And if I had taken one class at a time, it would have taken me four years. And I was just like, I couldn't wrap my mind. I was a little immature. I couldn't wrap my mind around that. And I did okay, but I could have done way better had I taken my time and I would have been way healthier had I taken my time. And I, just because of the way my program was, and I did have some fantastic teachers, uh, the ones who were not so fantastic really made me believe that I could have just gotten the syllabus for all the classes I was interested in and just read the books on my own. I mean, you do miss like that community and the conversation with your peers, but the textbook authors that I emailed because I did when I loved the text, I would just email the authors or just to Facebook communities and other communities that I found. I really feel like they could have served me in that area as well. Not discouraging anyone else, but just for the pace of my life at that time, I'm like, man, I could have read these books on my own and not had to worry about paper deadlines and all of that. That being said, EB, do you think you will stay in contact with your classmates or any of your teachers? Are you glad you got it? And you talked about getting your doctorate. Do you know what you want to get your doctorate in? How are you feeling like now in retrospect? You're, You're on mute, EB. You guys, I'm not editing that out because I can finally say it to someone else because <laughs> I do that every time. <laughs> That's and the funniest was- part is I think that EB was not on mute at first and then he muted himself and started talking. That's what happened. Was like, I thought that I was, was the funniest yeah. part. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, definitely got me. And I was on it too. But I was like, so yes, I definitely see. <laughs> plan on staying in contact with a couple of the homies like so um like i said you end up interacting with these people and be getting to know some of them so um i think of like dre um one of the homies like 
getting to know his, now granted it was the first time meeting them in person, but getting to know his wife and their son or getting to know Jeff or Ryber or Sydney, um, a group of people, Dewana, just like people who we were in all of the, mostly all of the classes together and um, been able to interact with each other via social media, been able to text each other here and there um, as they follow each other, like we follow each other on Instagram. So when they see, at least for me, when they see me traveling to certain places, and it might even be just a short trip to like a, a Fort Lauderdale or Miami. And they're like, hey, I see you on the road. Like, where you headed? You know, because some days I snap, uh, I say snap. I definitely not on that. But I definitely post on my Instagram story a little bit of everything. So we'll be able to interact um, from those um, standpoints. So I definitely think we would stay in touch. And some of them actually have like, like great gigs that um, I like learning about. Like I think of um, Dre. He is a operations manager at a FedEx in Nashville. Or whatnot and now granted i won't ever do that but because of the logistics that he has to deal with daily is very very intriguing to me or sydney she is a um director of admissions at a university in louisiana and she talks through the process of kind of like at least for me how they accept and either defer or deny students admission into their into their school and that's something interesting to me not sure if i'll ever go to la but if i do at least i know a connect of like hey what is this like to be in this role of some form of either academic advising or admissions or stuff like that even for her she had like offer me a job at for academic advising I'm like no nah, i'm good on that thank you though um just because <laughs> louisiana mississippi area so like we're not on that um not, not, not on that right now like god would have to like come down himself and tell me <laughs> we moving you there. He's not gonna. He's not gonna tell you that you have to move there. Like he would have to move me there. Like I definitely be on my Jonah vibe for about a good fifteen to twenty states. Just a heads up. I'm gonna throw yeah. that out there to the world. Um, and then so our interactions are always positive. Um, now, granted, because of the way adults work and because of life and because of some people having spouses and living and stuff like that, it was some tense moments within our group projects of just like. You need to pull your weight, like, cause you're gonna get the same grade. And so it was interesting. Shout out to Dre and shout out to Ryber, cause we were in a group where somebody didn't participate, and they was like, "Eb, you're probably the most." And like, and I'm saying shout out to them because they like put me up on an area that I usually don't like to go on at times. Um, but I was like, it's whatever at this point. Um, but it's like you're probably the most articulate of the three of us. Can you email the professor and say, "Hey, this is what we're dealing with," and we don't think person four should get the same grade as us and so i was like i don't want to do all that because part of me was like i don't really care right because i just want to make sure my grade is an a that was part of it and then the other part was like but no you can't benefit from this um mm -hmm. you know especially like and then you can benefit if you communicating that there's an issue um but when you don't say anything at all that's frustrating to me as an adult not as a student not as a classmate as an adult and so of mm -hmm. course i sent a lovely email and People who know me, I have a way with words. And like, I felt like the teacher had pity on us. I'm like, oh, this is happening. So of course, sent the email response. It was just like, hey, if you can prove to me that this is actually happening, send me y'all threads. And I'm like, all of our conversations have been public. Like we posted on the group discussion board. Like it's nothing in our, like we ain't have no group chat to the side. We ain't have no email thread. And so sent the email and then my dog sent us an email back after said, forget all y'all. I got a zero on that assignment. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't know you like that. So I really don't care. You should have been doing the work when you had the chance to do the work. Or you could have told us that you was going through something and you needed a little more time or you needed 
less of the work. And we would have understood. I could have gave you the, the title page and the reference page because I, I like doing my own work. I don't like doing group, group projects. Group projects are frustrating to me. Um, so, so it's some people who, of course not, I would not stay in touch with them. Uh, but other people <laughs> have great relationships and um, I would say our relationships are thriving. And as far as, um, I guess, e even more higher education and pursuing my doctorate, definitely I see myself doing two or three different things. So I've been praying and trying to figure out, God, where do you want me in this space? And I'll share that with the, the pod family. So you guys can be sharing in this same space. But the three things that I believe God has definitely laid on my heart within um, the past few years is some form of social work. Um, just because I have a mentor who I actually have a chance to working closely with here in this building. Shout out to Dr. Dixon. Um, another one is school psychology. Um, I feel like God is calling me to pour into the lives of young people through their educational journey. Um, and also um, just some form of educational leadership, whether that's on a dean side or an administrative side, like an assistant principal or a principal. So somewhere in those three areas, um, I see that that's where I should be. And that's one of the reasons I have pursued my degree in organizational leadership. And I have my undergrad in psychology. So I'm like, how do I try to balance these worlds as best as possible? So that's where I'm kind of at, I guess I'll say. Beautiful. And guess who's not off the hook? Sharika. Now she done quoted the whole song to her mom last episode and then she <laughs> reneged immediately and said, I'm not promising anything. Sharika is capable and she's so vibrant and she loves her current job. And I'm just curious, Sharika, what's the higher learning going to be looking like for you? We ha you have two um, who are here to support you. What are your thoughts? And if you're truly like, it's not for me, tell us why. So it's, it's not that it's not for me. I'm over here just trying to think about time, place, finances, and all the things. I feel like, you know, one, I, I, I there was a point in my life where I was like, no, it's a no for me because I just, the work of it all. But now I'm getting to a place where I'm, like you were saying, Sabrina, you're glad you waited. And um, I'm glad I waited too, because now I have kind of narrowed what I really want to do and found a passion for what I'm doing. I'll just hit y'all with, I'm doing, I work in HR and I know a lot of people feel, oh, that sounds terrible. I love, love it. I really, really do love it. And I enjoy it so much. And so for me, I've been contemplating, like, do I want to get, I have my bachelor's, do I want to get my, but it's not in, um, it's not in HR. It was in, it's in ministry, but I like, do I want to go for my bachelor? I mean, my master's in HR. What does that, what does a prerequisite look like? Because I don't have my um, bachelor's in HR as well as there's also, you can be certified in HR. So do I want to go for the certification route or do I want to actually get a degree and I've been teetering, tottering. There was times where I'm like, I'm, I definitely want to get the certification first. Then there are moments where I'm like, I definitely want to get the, my master's first. Um, but I don't know. I'm just still teetering, tottering. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't know. I want, I am, but I am kind of strongly considering it. But then when I'm thinking about life and gosh, you know, the finances, the dedication to your time and schedule, like, can I really do it? I don't know. So I'm not saying no. I'm just like, I don't know, Lord, work it out for me. 
but I am inspired by my two co-hosts of the podcast out here with their little shawl thingy, getting their little masters, looking great. I am inspired. My brother is working on his masters, which that almost brings a little tear to my eye because I'm so proud of him and so excited for him. And, um, you know, he's on his way to hopefully finishing, um, by next year. And so I am inspired by all the people around me um, that are pursuing higher education. And I, like I said, this passion for HR does um, have me desiring to want to further my education in it. Because while I am doing the work, I do want to have the educations, the education and, and um, knowledge behind the um what I am doing because I do really enjoy it. So I will say y'all can pray for me on that. And I'm like, EB's like uh talking about he want to help the kids with their can you help me, EB? <laughs> my education, my educational endeavors and 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 striving. So yes, so that is where I'm at with the higher education and learning. No, that's what's up. Um, definitely, like, and I say help. Um, now, granted, it'll be definitely different from, I think, an adult learning perspective than a young kid. Like, even for me, some days people always ask, like, if you worked in the school system, where would you want to work? I feel like it would have to be in the middle school or high school. Mm. Um, like, I can't, like, no, well, let me take it back. I'm not saying I can't, because with God, you can do all things, right? <laughs> but no, um, with, with, ele- with elementary age kids, and mostly from my experience with my nieces and nephews, it's more of a frustration for me and not because mm-hmm. I don't think they can't get it. And I know the different learning cycles. Like, again, I told you my undergrad was in psych. So I know the development stages of learning, but my patience is not there for that age group. Um, and when I think of middle school and high school from middle school, I'm okay with the mood swings of attitudes. Mm. I'm okay with the puberty up, like rages. I'm okay with the, I think I know it all because I felt like I've been there. I'm like, I can, well, I've been in all those places, but I, I definitely, I don't know. I embrace that stage. And then with high mm. school, I look at um, my own family as like, I always say I'm the last of 13. And it's not like a brag of being the first one with a college degree in my family, but I know that there's so many other people like that in our world or within um, low income communities who they, for them to see someone like that, I that looks like them, I think that would only motivate or encourage or inspire them that this is possible and this is something that they can achieve as well. So with that, it'll be me helping them through this journey of like, hey, no, you will apply to this college. You will stay your butt in class. You will make sure you do this work. Um, I will be on top of you. Oh, you tripping in class? Well, come sit in my office and knock out this assignment. Like, we, we're not going, no, you're not going home. You're not going to get suspended. I'm not going to let you skip. Like, I'll be that person. And part of it is because I've had people in my life who did the same thing to me, who wanted to make sure, in a sense, I didn't follow the path of some of my siblings, mainly two of my brothers, but um, that's another story for another day. So, yeah, EB I got you too. Me, thank you, EB. I'm, I'm saying, I'm listening. I'm like, EB is giving me Coach Carter vibes. He's giving me the coach off of uh, Remember the yes. Titan vibe. Like, we on you. We going to stay on you because we care about you. So, you know what, EB? I'm excited for what the Lord has in store for whatever journey and path you, you know, you're headed down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How about you, Sabrina? Answer that same question. What was the question? 
<laughs> Higher education. Are you stopping at the master's? Is that it for you, sis? What's From the time I was just a young one, and y'all heard my mom's energy. And I just want to say, and she doesn't listen to that podcast, so I feel safe. And if something happens to me, y'all know it was delight. <laughs> Don't do that. But Don't she was that. sounding so chill on the thing. And I'm like, mom, go ahead and hit on energy. She, I mean, she would very much had the Rochelle TV mom vibes, Rochelle rock from Everybody Loves Chris. But she just like, there was no other option. So from the time I was young, I was just like, oh, I'll be getting my doc- doctorate. Like they'll be calling me Dr. Borum or, you know, Dr. Kemper. It is difficult when you have a full-time job, but because I am a curious person and I am a person who like gets bored easily, like I I don't like being stagnant. And when I got my master, there are two things I knew I needed to do before I get my master's. One, I wanted to pay off all my undergraduate student loans and I made sure that I was able to do that first. And the second thing I wanted to make sure is really something that was applicable to where I was in life. And it truly was like I had students who I couldn't help who would have who would be fantastic on the stage and then have like panic attacks. And I was just like, oh, take a deep breath. You know, everybody, let's form a little prayer circle. I really didn't know what to do. And now I have like Sharika was talking about like tools and mechanisms that won't only help with performance anxiety, but will just help with so many areas of their life in general. And that education was the greatest blessing. I also know that there are aspects of that that education I could have got without necessarily getting DNS. When it comes to getting a doctorate, do I think, can I see myself being, even the other day, I was like, man, I really wish I could just go get my doctorate in directing because I'm listening to a podcast from one of my favorite TV shows. And as much as I know, there's so much that I don't know. And I'm like, man, if I could just go back to school and learn this, I know I would enjoy it and it would be helpful. But I, you know, I'm a young wife. I work full time and um, I am salary and that's because they couldn't pay me hourly because all the extra time that that is put in. And I'm just like, I don't want to be at the place again where I'm up every day till 3 a.m. You know, I'm eating like trash because I just don't have it. And some people might say, well, that's a time management thing and you can take one class at a time. Uh, And that is and you were so right. That is something I need to work on, because another part of my personality is that I become obsessive. And when I do something, I'm going to do it 110 percent and full out. So while some classmates may skim the book, I'm going to read every single line of that text. I'm like, this is money. I don't want to waste this education. You know, I'm going to do all the research and I'm not going to cut any corners. So because of that, I really don't know what the future holds. But honestly, Sharika, I already felt the bug the other day. I was like, ah, I'm getting bored. I, I need to go into class. That's something I could see myself doing, just auditing classes from time to time. Because I think if I didn't mm-hmm. have the pressure of, um, I think I told the podcast a story of, I had one, there's just one semester in grad school that was particularly terrible because, you know, I work at camp in the summer and the Wi-Fi had gone bad. And basically I turned in something late. And the professor was like, you're one of the best writers in the program, but zero. And I was like, but can I at least get feedback? And it was just a no response in email. And I'm like, that is not education. Like you are here to help me learn this. And you can give me a zero as far as it's a grade. I understand what the parameters were when it comes to time. But you are here to mentor me and help me understand this and grow in this. And if you're going to not do that because of something, like I would never be that sort of teacher. And you guys know I am pretty strict, but that, ugh, 
I just don't want to go through that again. That was dumb. I need teachers who are really. And the other thing was some of my teachers like weren't held to the same standards as the students. Like if you're going to take off points for us for having grammatical errors and all that, as you should, because we're in a higher education program, then you don't need to be having that in your syllabus. And you need to be on time with everything. You know what I'm saying? The energy just wasn't equal. equal. And maybe th that was just those couple of professors. But that just frustrated me to no end. And I'm like, I'm not going through that again. <laughs> that was a really long way to say I will be a lifelong learner for life. But what that is going to look like, I don't know. I've made my peace with not getting my doctorate if that doesn't happen. But if I do get it, don't come to me and be like, I thought you weren't going to get it because I already told y'all. I might. We'll just see. <laughs> All we can do is say, we'll see. But I will also say that, I don't know, I used to always say, just because you have a degree, that doesn't mean you're intelligent. Amen. Or yeah. I say to the other generation, um, and I say the other, but those who are older, in a sense, just because you're older doesn't mean you're more wiser. It just means you spent more time on this earth, at least for me, because there's people who are older than me who, not to compare, but I like to think that I'm more wise than them. And only because of just some stuff like common sense or some stuff like empathy or some stuff like compassionate, like that stuff that we all should have. But if you don't live that out, like I, I don't care what degree you got on your wall. I don't care how, how many times you've been around the block. But like if you're not expressing these things to other people, if you're not putting other people up on game game when they should be, like it's, it's nothing of value to me to say, oh, I've been in this for 20 years. Um, there's people who I know been in their job 20, 25, 30, 40 years, and I can't tell you a thing that they do. Like you just been in that role for a minute, which is cool. Um, more power to you and your supervisors who you've had through the years who allowed you to coast. Um, but that's just not who I am. Yeah. Um, but I know Sabrina just mentioned the thing as far as lifelong learner. Like, so like, what does that mean to you guys when, when somebody says I'm a lifelong learner? I'll say for me, it's just someone who um, who is still seeking to grow in their own journey and life. Um, someone that does, has not, has not felt like they've reached the best that they can do and that they're still interested in, um, just being better growing. And, um, when you grow, you learn more along the way, whether that, like Sabrina said, whether it's formally or just, um, just, more informal where you're just taking um, stock in what's actually going on in the world around you, in the people around you. So for me, lifelong learner is someone who is inquisitive and wants to grow. Yeah, I think that keyword is inquisitive. I think it's important to stay curious and um, not have, like a life is so small if you're just basing things on just your own community or what you know, right? Like, it's so important to branch out and reading and education, it just opens a whole world, a whole other world to you that maybe you would not be able to access on your own. And I think it really creates a more fulfilling life. So just staying curious mm -hmm. and being willing to branch out and learn and do new things. And it doesn't have to look like a formal program. I hope you guys are hearing us say that it can look like so many, so many different things. But what about you, Evie? What does that term make you think of? Or yeah, so it makes me think of someone who um, has a sense of motivation um, to better themselves. And as Sharika said, as far as a sense of growth, but it's like you know, you like I try to tell people get better by the day. 
um, just because in the morning, right, you might have a, I don't know, you might, you might have woke up and stubbed your toe, might have went on, on your way to work, school, wherever you're going, might, might have tripped and failed, might have ran into traffic, might have, like, where stuff that frustrates you, but it's like, how do I get better by the day? And, like, with that lifelong learning, it's like, okay, that situation happened. If it happens again, how do I improve the situation? How does my life improve? How does the people around me improve? How does my legacy improve? Um, so I just think of a quote from a former mentor. I'll say a former mentor, like she's still not mentoring me. Shout out to Ann Penhell. Um, but like never stop learning. Like that's like her go-to thing of never stop learning. Like whatever you do, never stop learning because there's always something more to learn. Um, whether that's about yourself, whether that's about others, whether that's about culture, whether it's about, for those of us, people of faith, whether that's about the Bible, but it's just like an ongoing pursuit of, I have to keep diving into a new space. And as Sabrina just mentioned, that doesn't always have to be formal, right? They can be self-motivated, where it's just like, I'm going to go learn, like how she said, she's going to go do research about the Disney shit, right? That's still a lifelong learner. Like that's not going to change our life today or tomorrow, or, but it's like, now that I know more, I'll do more or do better. Or when this topic comes up, I can present the facts of why maybe people feel offended or why this is a cause of conversation more than likely it should be for some people or for anybody. Um, it can be something that's professional. Maybe you're at work and they're saying, hey, you should go get more training done. Or there's a training that helps me do my job better. Or maybe it's something personal where it's just like, hey, you know what? I've been talking for a while and been tripping. I don't really have any hobbies, but I really want to learn how to play tennis. Like I'm getting tired of watching Naomi kill it and wish I can be out there too. And though I probably will never be a professional in tennis, but that becomes a hobby for me or a safe way or a getaway um, where that helps people as an individual, as we talked about from the opening um, with Nitra Michelle Williams, as far as mental health, like you might need moments of self-care. And what does that look like personally for you? So there's so many different things of lifelong learning can do for you where you're like, boom, I'm going to learn a new craft, a new cooking thing. Um, as, and I'm not recommending this, but I know a lot of people are killing it. But like even right now, I got like TikTok recipes where you literally can make a whole meal in like not like less than five minutes as far as making it. But you can learn how to make it in less than five minutes because of the way TikTok is. And it's so simple. And people are like basically bragging about how good this stuff is. And um, just, I don't know, just get better by the day and always learning. So it's like an ongoing thing for me. Absolutely. In that same vein, I want to stay in this topic for mindful matters today. Uh, for many people who decide to further their education, the primary motivation is professional. Um, but professional success is just one of the many benefits of lifelong learning. Others include building confidence through mastery, staying intellectually stimulated, discovering new passions. And for some people, they even discover like their purpose of life or the thing that really drives them. Additionally, through the process of learning, you develop life skills such as time management, organization, and discipline. And you can enhance your skills as a reader, a writer, a critical thinker, for those interested in lifelong learning for career applications, a good place to start is with informational interviews. 
Um, that's just when you identify people who are in some position of responsibility or authority in the areas that interest you. And you ask them if they would be willing to do a chat with you. You call them up, you send a nice email, and then you just get that set because this is a great way to learn about what they do and what kind of education or training would be important for you to prepare to do similar work. And you might be thinking, well, I could just Google that. Yes, you could, but a great informational interview can sometimes lead to this ongoing mentor-mentee relationship. And you can also seek out pro bono mentorship programs in your area. Now that you should probably do that by searching online. So whether your goals as a lifelong learner are professional, personal, or both, you have to be really passionate and curious about the topic and identifying topics that excite you. And this does require some self-reflection. Sometimes life moves so quickly that you just get in this mental space where you are doing the same thing by rote over and over. So I encourage you to take some time to think about it. Think about your life and write down what, uh, what at work and or just in your life or in the world around you is grabbing your attention and what questions you have. Because from there, you can then set specific goals for how and when you plan to accomplish the learning. EB, what are you expounding on today? So I'm kind of in that same boat. Um, and as we were just talking about higher education and how to figure out, like, do I dive back into school? Or do I dive back into school now? What is next for me? How do I find people within their specific fields that will, I guess you could say, interest me or maybe engage me or strengthen me or make me or cause me to grow and get better? And so um, I'm expounding on sometimes people get mentors, um, but they get one mentor for everything. And that's actually not helpful. Um, and I learned that within this program of um, organizational leadership that I was just that I just completed or just got done graduating from or whatnot. Um, and one of the classes that we had, and it was, again, I, I mentioned earlier, but it was 11, but it was like developing your leadership philosophy. Like, how do you want to be defined as a leader or how do you want people to look at you? And it was something I kind of always knew because I have different people in my life or different people who came to my life at different moments or stages that I discussed certain things with. So it was something that I was somewhat familiar with, but it was like, hey, if you're having finance problems, then go to a finance person right? Shout out to Maggie Charles. If you're having maybe some ups and downs in your faith, go to a solid pastor or mentor. Shout out to Major Cam, right? If you're having problems with, I don't know, like whatever it is that you're, because I want to go through different alleys, but whatever it is, you try to figure that out. So what would it look like for you to, I guess you could say, choose a mentor? One of the questions you have to ask yourself is, do I look up to this person? Or is this the person that everybody else is diving on the bandwagon on? Like, well, I see a lot of people tweet or post or comment on their stuff. Do I look up to them as well? Or am I just trying to follow the wave? Because just because everybody else on them, that might not mean they're, that, that doesn't mean they're a good um, person for you, I guess you can say. Are you able to work well with this person? Meaning, are you able to receive constructive feedback from an individual and be okay with it? And I learned that it's not good to say constructive criticism because you're not actually criticizing the person. You're giving them constructive feedback to better their themselves. Now, granted, some people will be like, ah, it's the same thing, or ah, that's not a big deal. But for some people, or for a lot of people, words matter. So when you say, hey, I have some constructive criticism, like nat naturally criticism is seen as a negative connotation. But when you're saying constructive feedback, like I'm giving you this feedback to help you grow as um, an individual. 
can this person guide me towards my personal or professional goals? Now, if that person can't help you get to where you're trying to go, you might want to say that this person ain't for you. And then the last one is, if you're looking for somebody maybe in a career field or in their life, you got to ask, is this person happy in their career? Are they happy in their personal life? Because like, don't tell me, in a sense, how to be a leader within an organization if you're not happy being a leader in the organization. Because maybe I might have to find something else to do. I might have to be a worker then. Because if you're not happy, you're not going to be able to push me to, in a sense, be happy. Because I'm going to, like, like people don't like to think of it that way, but energies transfer, whether you call, like, I don't know what you want to call it, but like, when the room is bad, some people can naturally change the room and say, y'all sad, I'm going to be happy. But naturally, the whole weight of everything comes down when the room is downcast or burdened or saddened by a situation. So just think about those things. And um, I think it'll be very, very helpful. So one of the things that as I dive into, we recommend um, two things that I recommend. One is choose a mentor and make sure you have one for different areas of your life or choose mentors for different areas of your life. And um, the second thing that I would say, so it's not like an app or a movie or video any of those things the second one is in the best way how how i word this live well like live well um for those of us who are people of faith live well where you hear those words words well done my good and faithful servant for those of you who maybe you're not live well where whatever legacy you do leave people can be like this person changed my life or that mm. person changed this person life that I know. Like, I didn't know them that well. Because um, I was saying this even the other day. Like, I don't think I've ever been to a homegoing celebration. Uh, maybe, and maybe it's not the time. Because some people are like, Evie, that's not the time for that. Stop it. But I, I don't think I've ever been to one where I heard bad things about a person. <laughs> Remember that me. time we talked about it? The person on Twitter was like, nope, this person was trash. And everyone was like, how dare you? The hey, And you said then, Evie, you're like, but if they were trash, they were trash. If they were trash, they were trash. They're the I wrong time and place. You don't have to say it then. I don't know. Well, <laughs> we can talk about that on another episode. But in my mind, like, let's put it in a place where people don't have doubt. Because what happens a mm. lot of times is people can put up a front. And we all know that. And we know people who manage that well. But, like, let's not have that moment where, um, where a person can come to that and have those mindsets. So kind of, like, live a authentic I know people like to use the word transparent, but I feel like we use it too loosely, but just use Mm -hmm. like live an authentic life as you live well, where people from different areas of your life, whether that be work, whether that be home, whether that be school, like they can look at you and be like, hey, like what they're saying about this person is actually true. Like that's the same way I know them. And they knew them from work or I knew them from high school. And now granted, you graduate or I say graduate, not like graduate as in college or high school, but you gradually improve or you grow and you mature. Um, so people who knew you when you were in high school probably don't know the same you right now. And that's OK. Mm-hmm. Like, it's OK to grow apart from people um, that don't like I, I say that the other day on my Twitter. Just because you grow apart from people doesn't mean you have beef. No, like we're in different stages of life. And that's OK as well. Um, so mm-hmm. that's all I really have for you guys today. Um, and no more y'all anymore. Sabrina, Sharika, which I got to recommend to the people. At this point, I know everyone and their mother who uses Facebook knows about TED Talks. But I'm wondering if you guys have tried their app. It offers more than 2,000 TED Talks and they're sorted by mood 
and topic offered in video and in some cases even audio with options that are downloadable to watch offline. So if you're leaning into the lifelong learning vibes and you're about that, I think TED Talks is a great place to start or just aid you in your journey. Sharika, what you got, friend? I'm recommending what I talked about earlier, checking in with Michelle Williams, the podcast. Um, I love education about mental health. I think that is such, um, I feel like people think it's such a hot topic now, but it's, I think that it's only that way because it's been so neglected in the past. It was taboo, not even just in the Christian community, but in general people. And um, one of the things she says is like, oh, um, people feel like you have to be broken to go get help. But you can go to get mental health, whether it's when you're just going through a life transition, whether you've lost a job, whether you got married, whether you um, bought a house, like there's a lot of life transitions that sometimes you just need to talk through and make sure you are good. And then there's a lot of things that happen in our lives that we don't even realize how it's impacting our lives because we've either learned coping mechanisms like suppression and different things like that. And then things that you didn't even realize impacted you or changed you or are depressing you have a real uh, effect on you. So um, I just recommend that podcast um, to maybe enlighten you on some things in areas in your life that, you know, maybe you need help with, but also like, oh, you know, these people are talking about it. Maybe I should go check in. And, and that's the other part of my um, recommendation, check in with yourself. She says there's three pillars, checking with yourself, checking with others, and checking with God. And those are the three things that I'm also recommending. Checking with, how are you doing? Like, how's it with your soul? We do a temp check every week. How is your temperature? Like, check in with yourself. And then checking with others, there may be other people around you. Someone looking a little off, someone not seeming up to their normal self, check in with others. And always check in with the Lord and make sure that, you know what, God, am I heading the right way, Lord? Is this the direction you have for me? What is it that you want me to do on this next journey of my life? Is it education? Is it school? Is it to take care of myself? Whatever it is. So make sure you check in with Michelle Williams on the podcast and check in with yourself, God, and others. Wow. I don't think you can beat that. Um, checking in with yourself, <laughs> checking in with others, and checking in with God. That's what he calls us to do also. Um, partially, in a sense, love God and love others as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. Like those are the three things. As always, if life tries to kick you down, make sure you kick back. <laughs>